Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. guys welcome back to the podcast today sitting down with me i have coach mac coach justin we were just talking about this just in case i have some listener that doesn't know who you are they should but just in case they don't could you please introduce yourself yeah i'm uh, probably affectionately known to everybody as as coach mac uh coach mac 8740 on twitter uh coach mac on youtube uh, those that are listening out there that are, you know, either football junkies or high school football coaches or junkies uh, probably know me best from my YouTube channel and Play Fast Football, which is uh, a business that I started as a, you know, as a as a side piece to what I do as a high school football coach. Been a head football coach for 22 years now, and uh, don't have the resume that that most people would would think that you know you would need to have to be um, a name that people recognize, but. Uh, through the YouTube stuff and the whiteboard stuff and, and kind of the um, quasi clinic stuff on, on a whiteboard that I've done, I, I've, I've, you know, generated a pretty good following and that's probably to your audience and anybody else out there listening that that would be the only way they know. I don't have state championships. I don't have a million division one players. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm just a guy that, that started doing some stuff and people like it. So I'm sure to your audience, that's probably the guy they know. And that's probably the only writer that will listen to this because they hear there's the, your name and be like, I got to listen to him. They're going to listen to you. Let's hope so. Oh, I hope so. But it's all right. I'm not looking to be Joe Rogan or nothing. It's just, this is free therapy is what I, I tell yeah, Pretty much. Pretty much. It's, it's, it's a way out for all of us. Yeah. I, I told somebody, maybe I should start charging people. Like, this is free therapy. I need to start charging like a dollar an hour or something. Like, just, I don't know. Yeah. I'll never, I won't do that, but. You might get to that point one day. Don't sell yourself short. Well, this this podcast is young. I started in February, and then I didn't do anything for like three months. I was I was late on the COVID podcast because I think podcasts yeah. took off, but I still didn't do it. And then finally, I was just like, "Screw it, let's just go." And I just what amazes me is that coaches like you just say yes. Like that's the shocking part to me. Yeah, because. W- much like you, we're not smart enough to charge people either. So I don't charge anybody when I do podcasts, you know, sooner or later, I should figure out that if people want me to come on a podcast, I should charge them. <laughs> but none of, none of us are smart enough to do that. So we all just say, Hey man, this guy's like me. It'd be great. I have nothing. What else am I doing on a, 
you know, a Tuesday night in, in December after the season is over, I have nothing else going on. So, you know, why not get with somebody that has similar interests and, and, you know, is trying to better the game of football and better high school football and help people out. So why not? I mean, what else would I be doing right now? Well, like, no offense to anybody. My first shooting, my shot, I guess, was um, Kurt Hines. Like, oh, he was you like went, you went deep. That was yeah. He was. Um, well, I had other coaches on before him. I'm talking about if you want to talk about social media following. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm just gonna ask him, you know. And I did, and immediately he was like, absolutely. And he's like, here's my phone number, and we were texting about how to get him on here, and he did, and I was in shock. I was just kind of like, oh. <laughs> well, how far can I take this? So I started to ask people and like, it's just crazy. They're just like, yeah, sure. If you stay within the genre, I think to me, at least as, as, as big as they may be on social media or whatever, if you stay within the genre of high school football, I think you've got a pretty good chance. Um, there's a lot of guys out there that are still true to their roots of, of, you know, regardless of how big, they may have gotten with their platform. Um, you know, obviously coach Hines is a motivational speaker and um, I know who he is right away as soon as you mention a name. And uh, you know, so it, it's one of those things where we're, you know, as big as he is on social media, he's still a high school football coach at heart. Um, you know, the interesting thing to me is, you know, I know we talked about it before we started recording, but you mentioned coach Mackey and I, I've done one or two things with coach Mackey. And actually when I did my clinic last year, um, you know, when I did the play fast football clinic, he was one of the guys that was set to speak. And then, you know, he had, there was an illness in the family and he has young kids and he couldn't travel and, and um, uh, it didn't work out, but he started, you know, he, he was able to go out and start interviewing some bigger names. And that was, you know, the interesting thing to me was, you know, I could see high school guys agreeing and saying, Hey man, I got my start the same way. I, I I'm no different than you all. We're all in the same boat. And, um, but the, you know, when you go out and start getting some of those bigger names, that's when it's interesting. And, and you end up finding out that, you know, a lot of those guys, until you talk to them, you know, you're going to strike out every once in a while. And some of those guys are going to say, hey, it costs $5,000 for me to do a podcast, something like that. But same time, you're going to get a couple guys that say, hey, hell yeah, I'd love to do it. So, you you know, you, you shoot your shot. You don't know unless you ask. Yeah, because I've had Mackie on here. We've talked before. I had him on here. But then, like, he gets, like, Wade Phillips on and – Kurt Warner and I'm like oh goodness like how did you do that and he was like it took a long time to get to this point like it's his yeah it's a lot of work and and you know you can look at at your leverage and your following and everything else but you know I, I as much as I've done on YouTube and as as you know as much success as I've had on that platform I still don't know if I could make the phone call to one of those guys and say hey would you mind coming on and um you know you probably like I said, at the end of the day, you don't know until you ask and you ask and you see what happens. And if, you know, they say no, they say no, but eventually for him, you know, some people said yes and he gets some good interviews out it. And, and, um, you know, let's face it in this business, when you're doing stuff like that, uh, you know, I've learned, you know, the simple, simple, simplest way in, you know, in the YouTube world that I've learned is I've done some videos that I thought were knocked down, drag out best videos I've done. And if the thumbnail and the tag isn't good enough, people don't watch them. And then I've done some other videos that I thought were absolute crap. And because I titled it a certain way, it, it gets views on top of views. I mean, you know, I, I hate to use the term clickbait, but, you know, unfortunately in this world, that's kind of what it is, you know. So your best interviews are probably ones that, you know, you, you may not get the views you thought. And then all of a sudden you go out and you do something else and you're like, hey, that's what people wanted to see. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, like no offense to any coach I've had on. I would think that 
you or Coach Kurt Hines or Mac, you get my most listens. My most listens is a defensive coordinator from Naperville North right down the street from me. And like, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the social media following. No, and it's great. It, it, it's great. And, and it's weird to see how you get that. Um, I have a buddy of mine down here that uh, is from Naperville or quote unquote, we joke with him all the time. He says he's from Chicago and <laughs> you find out he's from Naperville and it's like, all right, you're really, you're really that knockdown drag out Chicago guy and you're from Naperville. And um, so we joke about it with him all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the Naperville area and, you know, you never know where your listens are going to come to, what your best podcasts are going to be. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that you do it, you keep doing it and you never know what's going to hit. And then when you figure out what hits, you kind of hope you can go in that direction. Yeah. I grew up in central Illinois, 20 minutes east of the university of Illinois. And then I went to Eastern, which was 45 minutes South. So I've always been central Illinois. I've only lived in the suburbs two and a half years. But it's real funny you brought that up because I always just said Chicago. Then I've learned living in the suburb, someone to go, Steve's lives in Chicago. I'm like, no, no, no. I live in Naperville. That's not Chicago. That's the suburb. Well, it all depends on how you sell it. I'm a I grew up in New York. I'm a Long Island guy and um spent a lot of time in the city. Went to school at St. John's University in Queens, the big basketball school, or at least what used to be the big basketball school. And um you know, it all depends on what you're selling to someone. There's times where you're probably going to claim, you know, hell yeah, I'm from Chicago. And then there's other times where you're going to say, well, shit, I'm from Naperville. <laughs> it's it's all a matter of what you're trying to sell to somebody and, and who the listener is and what the demographic is. So, um, you know, if it's uh, if it's worthwhile to be from Chicago, you're from Chicago. If it's worthwhile to be from Naperville, then you're from Naperville. You know, it's all about how you sell it. Yeah, it's not a good time to say you're from Chicago right now because – there was a bill a long time ago to get Chicago cut off from Illinois because it's so expensive to have Chicago. Because like there's a road, I-80, and we always said everything south of I-80 is Illinois. Anything north of I-80 is Chicago. And then I went to college with people from Chicago, and they would never tell me where they're from. They just said Chicago. They could have been a suburb. Chicago. It just makes more sense when you say that. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I get that. If they tell you the suburb they're from, you're like, all right, I don't give I don't care. Right, because I didn't grow up in Champaign, Illinois. I grew up in a small town of like 500 people outside of it. So right. I never said that. I never said, oh, I'm from Oakwood. I was like, I'm from Champaign. Did you say Champaign? It's the same thing where I am now. It's, you know, I'm in a, the, the you know, the town I coach in is Orange Park, but I tell people I'm from Jacksonville, you know, because are they going to, you know, if I say Orange Park, well, what does that mean? If I say Jacksonville, like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, so you just, you just kind of, you relate to the conversation, everybody, or at least in your area, people know what Champagne is. If you give them the suburb 20 minutes south of Champagne, they're like, oh, I've never heard of that. Right. Uh, and because Chicago's Cook County. So when people say Chicago, I'm like, I don't live in Cook County. I live in DePage County. I'm not, I'm not there. So, but it's just it, going back to the pod, we're going to jump down some rabbit holes. We go down here, we go down here. Um, it's just funny how my most listened to one is a guy from Naperville, not a guy from. A keynote speaker, not this. It's him. Well, you, you go out on social media and find all these guys across the country to do podcasts, and then a guy right down the road is your best podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not talking bad about anybody. It was just funny how that worked. And I've told him, I've messaged him that. Uh, Coach Arthur's is his name. I said, you know you're my most listened to episode, I think. And he was like, what? And I was yeah. like, yeah. He was, didn't you get Hines or Mackey on there or so-and-so? I've had a couple of D3 college coaches from Illinois on. And I'm like, yeah, and you're the most listened. Uh, and it might have, you know, I mean, 
might have something to do with your demographic and your audience and and maybe people you know more people know you in in the area that you're in so when that guy came on it resonated with people i mean you have when you're doing podcasts and things like this you have no idea who the audience is you know it's kind of it's kind of so weird in a way to be you know obviously now you do one on you know whether it's zoom streamyard whatever it is and and you're face to face virtually but you know the bottom line is you're talking to an audience that you don't see. You have no idea who the audience is. This isn't live, you know, this isn't a, a live deal in a stadium. This isn't, you don't know who your audience is. So, you know, when you find out that, you know, when you find out that somebody from your suburb or, or within 20 minutes is a better guest for you than all the big time names, you, you, you know, or bigger names that you got from across the country on social media, you just kind of start to figure out that your listeners are your listeners. And, you know, maybe you ought to pick and choose your podcast based on your listeners, which is, you know, business 101 in general, you know, know your market, know your demographic and, you know, don't argue with, with, um, you know, with your listeners. So if that guy's your, 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 your biggest or best podcast, it probably has a lot to do with how he speaks and how he answers the questions and how the interview went. But at the same time, it probably has a lot to do with maybe who your, you know, who your audience is and that's what they want, you know? So you, you learn as I think, to me as a, as a YouTube guy or as a podcaster, you, you learn who your audience is. That that's the bottom line. Yeah. Cause this was all about football. Cause originally the name of this was the sideline podcast with coach Steve. Cause I'm stupid. Cause I didn't know how long this was going to go for so Like what's something right. football. Oh, right. the sidelines. We're all on the sideline. Yeah. Like, how do I draw people in? Right. And then, then I realized that I backed myself into a corner cause I love football, but I coach basketball. I've coached track you know, and I'm like, I've cornered myself to where it's all football, which there's nothing wrong with that. But right. I was like, how can I open the door up to be like, let's get a basketball coach on here. Let's get maybe someone that does both. And we can incorporate both like Coach Kenny Simpson. I had him on yesterday and we talked about his book, Coaching Football Like Basketball, to get that open. So I changed the name to the Coach Steve show to kind of open that door up. So now it's kind of opening it I, up. I think that's, you know, to me, that's a smart move from a business standpoint, whether, you know, whether, whether you say you want to do this for fun or you say you want to do this for a hobby, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to do this. You know, if you're in the, if, 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 if you're athletic, you're a coach, you played, you did whatever, everybody's competitive. You're in this to make it better. As much fun as you have doing it, you still want to make it better. You're a competitive person. And, you know, you start to learn after a while how to do certain things and, and, if you if you just continue to be football the sideline podcast with Coach Steve, you pigeonhole yourself into a certain audience, a certain demographic, and that's all you are. That's all you'll ever be. You can get as big as you want to get within that demographic, but that demographic runs out. How do you reach other people? How do you get a bigger audience? You know, and and um, you know, we mentioned before. I was talking about it when I the few podcasts that I've done on my own. Um, you know, I started talking about wrestling and music and, and, and playing golf and being a scratch golfer and, and all the things that I do outside of what my audience already knows. And, and you kind of go back and you say, look, this is my audience. This is what they know. I need to stick to this. But at the same time, if that's your audience, that's what you know, and you stick to that, do you ever grow? You know, do you ever go anywhere? And you look at, you know, for me, like in the YouTube world and, and everything I do that's in the YouTube world and, and, you know, I'm surprised at how big the following is in the YouTube world. But then I watch other things on YouTube because, like, for instance, I'm a golfer. I watch a lot of golf things on YouTube, and I see guys that have 500,000 subscribers. And I think to myself, how much better are they at what they're doing than I am? And then I also think, well, how many golfers are there out there in the world as opposed to high school football coaches? 
you know, so your audience, when you pigeonhole yourself down something that's just this, you're setting yourself up for an audience that's only ever going to be just that. So breaking off and being the Coach Steve show that can go, you know, yeah, it's football, that's who you are and that's what you do, but it can be basketball. It can be whatever you want it to be because you've delineated yourself from that to say, hey, I'm not just the sideline press box football podcast. You know, I I mean, I think from a business standpoint, it's just smart because at the end of the day, you're trying to get more people to listen and you love doing what you're doing and that's great, but you don't do it for nobody to listen. You do it to hopefully get people to listen. So, you know, you want to get more people to listen. You got to, you got to do something a little bit different. Yeah. I just had a uh, friend I went to grade school, middle school, high school with on, he worked for like minor league baseball teams and like the marketing side and the ticket sales side, but he didn't play sports. Right. We were just friends and he's big into movies. So I had him on. We talked a little bit about his intern and his job with, he worked for the Chicago Cubs minor league team in South Bend, Indiana. We talked about that. Then all of a sudden we went on this tangent of let's talk about Marvel movies. Cause everybody loves the Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. So we started talking about that. Then we started talking about movie theaters cause people, we may never see them again. Right. And we just started talking about that. So like, since I changed just the name change alone, open the door up for that to where I can put in the description of an episode. Like we go off on talking about Marvel, but guess what? It's fine. If you want to listen to it, great. If you just want to hear the baseball stuff at the beginning, then stop listening when it's done. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing that, you know, it, it's kind of the same road you go down when I, when I started, when I started getting some, you know, some partners and some sponsors on the YouTube channel and I started doing some advertising, you know, people would send me messages and they were like, Hey, the video starts at the six minute mark. You know, can you cut through all this other stuff? And, you know, I would just kind of politely send a message back. Hey, you know, you can scrub through videos on YouTube. If you don't like the advertisement, scrub through to where the football starts. You know, it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, you just don't know out there how many people listen to your show. You, you, the one thing you do know is most of the audience that you have are the people that listen, you know, where they came from and you know what they want to hear. But if you break off into movies or Marvel or music or something else, all of a sudden, some of those people may, you know, you, you may get responses like, Hey man, that was awesome. I'm into that too. And then you might get some other people that say, Hey, I'm not really a football guy, but I noticed in one of your descriptions or one of your things, you were talking about Marvel movies. I'm a big movie guy. And you know, you never know where your audience is going to come from until you try something and do something different. You know, I mean, that's, I think you got to be willing to do that. And then the reason why I kind of even went to that further was I had coaches on and at the end, a lot of them are like, Oh, I really appreciate. I never thought I would do a podcast because I ask coaches and some are like, nobody's ever asked me to do this before. And they're so excited. They're yeah. like, nobody's asked me to do a podcast. And it may only have been 40 minutes and it may have been me being that dumb interview questions. But at the end, they're like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Never thought I would do something like this. I'm nobody big. You know, it goes back to like, I'm nobody special. And I said, neither am I. I'm just looking to meet people. I want to grow. I want to learn things. I just want to do this podcast and talk. Like, and and, like and then they find, you know, they find out they never thought they would do it. They never thought they could do it. And then they do it. And they're like, Hey man, that wasn't that bad. You know, I actually, and then, and then in the coaching world, at least, I think the one thing that, that you figure out after, after answering questions a lot about different things and, you know, coaches are the same. Almost everything we do in our life is about self scouting and evaluating and going back and looking at it. And I think guys do stuff like that. And then afterwards, when you, when you press stop and you're not recording anymore, you know, guys kind of come back and say, hey, man, thanks so much for doing that. Thanks for asking those questions because, you know, they, they got a chance to answer questions 
live, so to speak, even though it's a recorded broadcast, but they're answering questions live and, and they get a chance to kind of go back and, 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 think about the answers they gave and do they like the answers they gave or are the answers they gave really who they are? You know, is their program where they want it to be? Is their offense or defense where they want it to be when they answer questions, you know? So I think it just gives people a chance to branch out. You get to see their personality a little bit, you know, some guys that maybe you never see their personality or you wouldn't think were guys that had that type of personality. And, and, you know, you kind of, like you said, you go down a couple rabbit holes and you go different directions off of questions and, you know, I think some of those guys being average people that have other interests that can be interesting in an interview, you know, I think that's just one more positive to say, hey, man, yeah, the guy's a great football coach. He's, he runs these great RPOs. That's awesome. But he's a real dude like everybody else. You know, he's got other interests. He's got when he turns it off at school, he's got other things he does. And I think people want to hear about that. Well, kind of like what you did with your podcast, like you said, I'm not just a football coach. I'm this, I'm this, I have this interest. So even like what you're doing, it's like, yeah, I can do the YouTube stuff, but also I like wrestling. I like golf. I like, maybe I like baseball. Maybe I like this. I like Marvel right. movies. Maybe discuss why Marvel hasn't put Black Widow on Disney Plus. Like just go off on a tangent. The, the, the hardest part about it is always questioning. If you've built an audience around certain things, you don't want to lose the audience that you've built. And when you start branching out to do some other things, you're, you're trying to broaden your horizons. You know, you're trying to open up, um, you know, yourself and, and your platform to other people, but you don't want to lose your original, you know, there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coach Mac for a reason. I'm play fast football for a reason. I don't want to lose that platform, but at the same time, everybody knows that already. Is there anything else like in my life that I do, that people may want to hear about. So like a lot of people are shocked when you say, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. O'Reilly O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts you know, outside of football, I'm a big wrestling fan. You know, I mean. Hey, everybody. As you know, the Coach Steve Show is brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. And in case you've missed it, they've recently par- partnered with FUBU TV. Now, what is FUBU TV? FUBU TV brings you 100 plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. It is 2020, it's time to cut the cord. If you don't believe me, please click the link in the episode description or on the social media profile and you can get a seven day free trial. So please again, go click on the link for FUBU TV in the episode description or in the social media profile, get a seven day free trial to support the Coach Steve Show podcast as well as the Unhinged Sports Network. 
you know, wrestling's a huge market. It's, it's a huge demographic. It's, you know, the sports entertainment world is huge. And, you know, you, you're, you're just trying to let everybody else know that, hey, you know, after I'm done watching film and I unwind, I don't mind going home and watching Monday Night Raw or I don't mind, you know, going home and doing these things. I'm a big music fan. I'm a huge Metallica fan. You know, being able to talk about shows that you went to when you were younger and seeing Metallica and Guns N' Roses at the Meadowlands, you know, with 92,000 people in 1991, you know, you just don't know who else out there wants to talk about that, wants to listen to that. And, you know, you, you, you're just trying to build your audience. You're trying to build your platform. And, you know, the things that you do well, you're always going to do well. It's just like we tell kids all the time. You know, we got to talk about mistakes and fix things. The things you do well, you're probably going to continue to do well. Let's talk about the things you don't do well. And it's, it's the same thing in our world. You know, the things we know and the things we talk about, we're, we're going to do that every podcast. We're going to do that every interview. Let's see some things that we can do that other people may not know that say, hey, man, I didn't know Coach Steve was like, I didn't know he liked that. I didn't know he was into that. Right. And like, like you said, like my friend that did the Marvel thing, he, he released the episode today and he texted me today and he goes, I listened to it and I loved it. I want to do it again sometime. And I said, I'm available anytime. I got no sports going on. You know, you want me to go. He goes, but I don't want to take away from your football. You got a thing going on. I said, but look, it's not like every episode all of a sudden is going to be Marvel, DC, and then we're going to talk about Fast and Furious all of a sudden. It's, hey, once in a while, someone's going to come on, and we're going to talk about something else. And then I bring it back. I bring Coach Mack on, and now it's back to football. It's back to sports. So you can keep whoever was listening there, and then we can go off on something else. Well, and I think the good thing about it is, like you said, with, with podcasts and everything else, YouTube videos, it, it, there's a title. There's a description. You go through it and you talk about, hey, I had this guy on and this is what we talked about. If you don't want to listen to that episode, don't listen. But if you're a fan, you're probably going to come back the next time you have, you know, a, a big time football coach or somebody on. You'll come back to listen and see, hey, is he back to talking football? Yes. If so, I'm going to listen. If not, you know, to me, that was always the toughest deal. It was like, look, I don't want to turn somebody off that 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 likes what I do and 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 was interested in what I do and how I do it because you have to appreciate those people because when you first started doing it, whether it was YouTube or podcasting or whatever it is that you started doing, you had no idea if anybody would listen. You had no idea if anybody would watch. And when you get those people that listen and watch, you, you, you know, there's a, you know, there's almost a, a, a higher loyalty to them, you know, and, and, and you're so thankful that, Hey man, I didn't know anybody was going to watch this. Thank you so much for watching that. You don't want to lose them by any means. So it's always, you know, it's always that risk factor to say, man, I hope I don't lose the people that were coach Steve all along because I talked about Marvel movies, but you'll never know until you do it. And if those people are, are true fans that like what you do, they realize that there's going to be an episode that they don't need to listen to. And when you come back to doing what they want to listen to, they can listen to it. That's what's great about these types of platforms there's nothing saying you have to listen. Nobody said you had to sit through 45 minutes of this. If you don't want to, just get off your phone or get off your mobile device or whatever it is and don't listen. Right. And then, but I think if you take those risks, you might find out, oh my goodness, like he's not all ESPN serious. This is laid back. It's, I'm letting, I try, like I told you, I, my, it was like an interview. So I was almost forcing coaches to be this interview. And then now I've halfway through it. I'm like, wait a minute. I need to let coaches be themselves. You got to be yourself. So if we just have conversations, you can be yourself. I, well, I and then you, you know, then you kind of venture out from there to figure out how many other people want to be themselves and how many people they, there's guys you interview that probably can only be that coach. They can only answer those questions as a coach. They can only answer, you know, that is who they are. That's what they do. And, um, 
you know, and then there's other people that are like, hey, man, there's, there's a lot of other things I'm kind of interested in. And I think I can hold a conversation with people without a marker and a whiteboard. Um, it's nice to, 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 to hear somebody want to talk about something else. You know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, not that you ever get bored with anything, but I mean, heck, I do YouTube videos four or five times a week on football stuff on a whiteboard. If I can get on a show somewhere and talk with somebody more about life and, and what we're going through and what you like and what I like. And, you know, if that, if that resonates with people, great. If it doesn't, well then, you know, go to the next YouTube video and I'll get back to doing what you want to hear. Well, and, and doing this, like, I think I have 78 episodes on the podcast out. 79. 79. I can't remember. So they're not all interviews. Some are just me, unfortunately, but some are interview or talking to people. And I learned there's been a couple coaches where I try to just do what I'm doing now, but I've realized that they're here to answer questions. Yeah. So being the football coach, I can quickly go to that. I could be like, oh, well, how'd you come up with your four, two, five? How did like, I can yeah. quickly go to and, that. And, you know, the greatest thing about that, especially with, you know, with the, with the platform that you have and the way you're doing it is you can figure that out before you press record, you know, right. you can figure that, you know, they, there is such a thing as a prep. There is such a thing as a pre-interview, um, you know, and, and you can figure that out. If it's a guy that just says, Hey man, I want to talk about odd front defense and winning championships in high school. Well then hell, you know, keep all your questions that way. If it's somebody else that before the interview, you start talking about other stuff and say, Hey man, this could be, you know, we could talk three high safeties if you want. We could talk tempo if you want. But if you want to talk, you know, about CM Punk and 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 being from Chicago, then we can talk about CM Punk. You know, if you want to talk about, you know, Blackhawk hockey, we can talk about, you know, Blackhawk hockey, whatever you want to talk. It, it's that's the interesting thing about this. There's a human element that can go down another path. And, and you know, you just do it until you until you find out what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, there'll be episodes that are are great because of the topic and then there'll be episodes that are great because you went off topic well like i made the mistake of talking to you for a half hour before this but i do that on purpose i try to like you don't just get i don't think you just like for you i know you just turn the camera on and go but people know what you're gonna do yeah for me for a conversation it's like i've never met you before it was twitter i'm gonna reach out and see what happens let's see if i can talk about gus and auburn let's see if i can whatever it goes we talk about illinois who they should hire yeah. Then I figured out, okay, now I don't have to be like, like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Which I might ask anyway, but I don't have to go down this list that I used to. Like, it's not typed up in front of me. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think human nature, the list is what it is because when you asked that person to be on, you knew why you asked them to be on. So the list was kind of a, a prerequisite of why you asked the person to be on in the first place. And then if you've never met the person or never talked to the person before or, or, you know, you don't know who the person is. You just know what you know. So the prerequisites are what they are. And then, you know, after doing a, a 20 minute precursor before the podcast even starts, you find out you're like, Hey, this can go down a totally different road. We can, you know, we can talk about college hires. We can talk about, you know uh, you know, the big 10, the sec, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't have to get on all the podcasts that I've done and I do, it's great to go on and say, how'd you start YouTube? How did play fast come about? How long have you been a coach? Those things are great, but you know, I don't necessarily have to go on a podcast and talk about those things. You know, there's a lot of other things that I do. There's a lot of other things that, you know, I feel like I can hold a conversation with about anybody, even though most people know me speaking into a camera. Um, you know, I feel like I, I can, I can hold a conversation with most people and I feel like I have enough knowledge and enough 
topics to be relevant in some different things. And, and, you know, it, it just, it's a lot easier to hold it to, to me in a podcast setting. It's a lot easier to hold a conversation that way. You know, it's, it's a lot tougher to hold a conversation when it's question one through 10, you know, right. it's a lot easier to hold a conversation when you just are, are, are talking to someone about, you know, what's going on out there. What's, you know, what's prevalent right now, obviously it's as football people, you're from Illinois and, and the, the Illinois jobs open. I'm from down South and, you know, Auburn and, and, and other places are open. So it just, those things you gravitate to naturally because of what we do, but there's so many other things that become conversation pieces that, you know, you can just sit down and, and I'm sure there'll be people that say, Hey, I tuned in to the, to the podcast. Cause I thought coach Mack was going to talk about odd stack defense or something else. And that's fine. You know, if, if that's the case and, and, you know, this isn't what you thought, that's fine. You know, you can go back to my YouTube channel and, and, and get whatever you want. And you know, you can go to, if your next podcast is another football guy, you know, you can probably go back to that. So, you know, that's what makes, that's why I started do, trying to do some podcasts. Um, haven't broke out. I'm nowhere near 79 episodes. I've done nine episodes and I haven't done a lot of interviews with other people. They've been me and um, a former player of mine. And, and, but that's the reason I did that was to find out if I could do other things, if there were people interested in other things. And I think what you're doing is awesome. Well, and then uh, I would just force you to come back on and talk defense if that happened. Like, oh, he didn't talk about nothing. Oh, I'll just force him to come back on, and he'll have to talk about 3-3. Three, three. Maybe, maybe we're smarter than people think. Maybe this is a segue to another you know, to another episode. Maybe. I, I told every coach, I'm like, whenever you want to come back on, you let me know. I'm not above people coming on twice. And if it's the same yeah. freaking conversation just because I forgot what happened, it's it's fine. Um. And then, like you said, as coaches, we look to get better. Me, I'm not the greatest public speaker. I hate public speaking. I am horrible at stuff like this. But the more I've done it, the more I figure out how to hold a conversation, the more I figure out, like, it doesn't have to be this ESPN political correctness. It can be just being, like, the normal conversation you have with your friends on the couch watching a game is what can happen with anybody. And I, I think that's out. what, a po- to me, that's what a podcast should be. You know, right. that's what it, you know, that's what it. I can turn on CNN and, and Fox and all these other places to get direct interviews. You know, a podcast should be a conversational piece between two, three, four people. And, you know, I, I know what everybody knows me for in front of a camera, but every time I do a video and I watch it, I go back and, and look and say, I said, okay, or all right, 86 times in 13 minutes. How great of a public speaker am I when I have the same one or two flaws that I know I have, but every time I press record on the camera, I still do it. Well, if I do an interview with you, I might say, okay, or, or, or all right, five or 10 times in 40 minutes, but in front of a camera on YouTube, I say it 80 times in 13 minutes. Like I counted one video. I said, I said the word, all right, 80 times in 14 minutes. And you know, that doesn't make you a bad public speaker. It, it, it is what it is. It's an idiosyncrasy. It's a flaw. It's something that for whatever reason, it's, it's a go-to of mine that as I'm talking about things on a whiteboard, I, it's something I say, I don't do it in an interview, you know, in an interview piece like this, I don't do it. But as soon as I get in front of the camera, I do it. So I don't know if there's anything out there that says you are, or you're not a great public speaker. Or like there's been times here, even though I have it typed up, 
there's times I go, uh, I just lost my train of thought. And I'll literally say that out loud. I'm like, oh God, I lost my train of thought. And then I sit there for a second. Should I go back and edit that? <laughs> yeah. Then, I, then, then the, as we're recording and I'm with, talking to somebody that goes through my mind right then and there, it's like, oh my God, I have to cut this out. And then now it's to the point where I'm, I'm like, if I say that, I say it because the coaches are kind of, it's fine. You're good. Like, they're not too worried about it. Well, when I was doing, too, um, not like, get too serious. When I, when I, you know, after the, after the YouTube channel started getting bigger and, and people, you know, people would kind of ask me, they're like, how do you do it? What camera do you use? What are you doing? When I started telling people that it's, it's straight live unedited, there are a lot of people that kind of didn't believe it at first. And then depending on the time of day that I was doing my videos, you know, when you're doing them in a school setting, there's bells, you know, and there's, I do them on my planning period. I don't do them while the kids are in the weight room next to me working out. You know, I don't do them while my football team's there. I do them when nobody else is there. So I, I was doing a couple of videos uh, a few years ago and in the middle, uh, it just so happened I wasn't paying attention to the time. And in the middle of the video, the bell rang and I was really worried about that video. And then afterwards I got a couple comments where people said, Hey, you know, you always said you did these live. Now I know you're not lying because the bells rang. I said, yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying. I do them live. I don't edit them. They are what they are, whether you like them or not. You know, I don't put fancy thumbnails. I don't put, you know, fancy overlays to them. They are what they are. And, and to me, I feel like that's what kind of built the audience that I have and the following that I have is there's a, a certain amount of people that appreciate that. There's a certain amount of people that appreciate a production value and a professional value. And, you know, I had a friend of mine come in on some of my videos and put in some things with, you know, with some, with some graphics and some text graphics and some picture things and overlays and other things. And a couple of people responded back. They were like, man, why are you doing that now? It's not what you always do. And then you find out that there's people out there that kind of like what you do. And even though you're always trying to better that in a more quote unquote professional manner, there's actually an audience out there that likes what you do that doesn't want it edited. They're like, Hey man, when you screwed up and said, I lost my train of thought, I thought that was pretty cool that you kept rolling as opposed to going in and cutting it out. So you find out the hard way that people actually like that. You're just a dude doing an, you know, doing a podcast. Right. Like I'm fancy with this logo and stuff, but that's as far as I go. And the reason why I do it is because I'm like more proud that I figured it out. Like yeah. just screwing around one day and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I figured this out. That's pretty cool. But I think that's all I do. I think the only thing I do now is like a fancy intro on a on the YouTube. Yeah. That's about it. And it's literally my logo with the person's name on it with music. That's right. a, that's the extent. And I'm like, that's not so can, can, can my intro be Metallica? I can get I can make that happen. Good. I won't I won't say how because I want my school to hear me. Right. We don't need to know how. I just need to know that if if you put your logo with my name is a guest and there's intro. I, I want my intro to be Metallica. Yeah. If there's a specific song, you can message it to me and say, can it be this song? And I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll make it work. I can okay. even make that the song on the podcast instead too. I can make that coming in. I think it, it won't be enter Sandman because that's what every Tom, Dick and Harry that knows anything about Metallica football or Virginia tech or anybody else. Everybody knows enter Sandman. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a deeper fan than that. So it, it might have to be something a little bit more obscure, but um, actually anything by anything by Metallica would be fine. If, if, you know, I always, I always thought if I had an intro, that's what it would be. Well, don't go watch my past live stream. I, I use enter Sandman at the beginning just cause I was like, Oh, I like this. You can't go wrong with it. It's just that if you're a lifelong, you know, or, or almost lifelong, I guess in high school, I got into it, but uh, 
you know, if you've been a Metallica fan for so long, you just get so upset sometimes at the mainstream stuff that everybody knows about. And, you know, you just kind of, you get disappointed that people don't really know more about the band and what they've done and where they came from and how they got to where they are. And, you know, the, 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 the you know, the fact that touring wise they're they've toured, you know, they played every continent, um, you know, on the planet, nobody else has ever done that. Um, you know, the show in Antarctica, you can't really call it a show. It was in a bubble, but they had the wherewithal to go to Antarctica and, and record something. Um, you know, so it's just so much bigger than people know, but it's mainstream media. You know, you deal with what you deal with. Going on music topic, kids don't know that type of music anymore. Like, I remember playing ACDC for something. I can't remember if it was last year or whatever school I was at. And somebody goes, what is this? This is kind of cool. And I was like, what? Actually, it's sometimes it's the opposite. Kids get upset when you play that. It's not what they want to hear for pregame. And then, you know, they, they don't get they don't get hyped up. And they come out and they play poorly and they tell you it's because of the pregame music that you played. It wasn't their stuff. You know, um, I, I know this year for, you know, for me as, as in the genre that I'm in, I wanted, you know, there was a game when I wanted to do nothing but Van Halen stuff after Eddie Van Halen died and, and you couldn't do, I couldn't do it because my players wanted nothing to do with it. They didn't even know who it was. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how crazy, that's how crazy that world is. Yeah, the uh, school I was at in 2018 when I first got to the suburbs, um, Glumbard East, which is in Lombard. Um, that's the first time really I've been around a team that allowed music in practice because he had the coach there adapted. He was like, you know what? If they're doing well, we're practicing well, I can let music be played here and there. But it has to be their music, but it has to be clean. But it's still, they find this version. And a lot of the music, I was like, I don't know what this is that they were playing. And I was like, we need Van Halen. We need Metallica. We need ACDC. We need guns and roses and these kids were like what but the what? problem is you're not practicing they are i know and then but like you know the pre-game where you're talking to the coaches you're just kind of yeah. like what the hell is this oh uh, and and that's what i've had that conversation with you know a ton of coaches before about that same thing and it's like at the end of the day you end up realizing that you're not playing you're not the one that needs to be you know emotionally ready and invested even though as a coach you need to be you know, emotionally right and invested, but you're not actually out there physically doing anything. So, you know, it, it it's a tough pill to swallow, but if the kids don't want to listen to that, then you got to go in a different direction. Cause at the end of the day, they're the ones playing, you know, and, and as a coach, I know what I'd be listening to, you know, and I know what my pregame music would be, but if that's not what the kids want, then you got to go down a different road because, you know, the last thing you ever want to do is build in another excuse of why they're not ready. It's just great. Music is just crazy how much music I don't know from these kids. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what, and then even middle school kids, I'm working in a middle school right now. I've heard middle school. Did you listen to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? And I hear this conversation and I'm like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Like you could just hear it. And you're like, I don't even know. Well, I think the great thing about, about the world now is, is, you know, we, you know, growing up in New York, I had a pretty good idea of what underground music was. I had a pretty good idea, but you know, in, in, in growing up in the eighties, you know, it was either MTV or the radio. That's really all you knew. And, and, you know, there was, there was underground stuff out there. You know, there was, there was, uh, you know, there were, there were demo tapes and other things out there making their way around. But now with everything, with all the streaming and the YouTube and all the different Spotify's and all the things that are out there, I mean, heck, any, anybody that puts out a song you can find and, you know, I find that a lot of our kids listen to more local underground rap than they do 
you know, big time rapper or whatever the music, whatever the genre may be there. They know more about the underground stuff than I do. Yeah. I like to tell these kids, I remember LimeWire to try to get the music off of it. I remember when that came out. That was, I remember all the ways I used to try and get free music. Yeah. And like, it used to be buying the CDs and then they're like, what's a CD? And I'm like, Oh goodness, you got a lot to learn. You know, this thing that used to come out of laptops. That's what, that's where, where it went. Right. And then that's how you got music where well, you're paying 20 bucks a CD. And then you found LimeWire. I can, right. I can steal this for free. And used to go, you know, and at least back in my day, you used to go get albums and you used to go get albums because of the artwork on the cover and then the sleeve inside that had the lyrics and all those things. Now explaining that to a kid is like, don't even waste your time. Or like the cassettes. I remember my parents driving with the cassette thing in the car. Right? That's how you listen to it. It was that or the radio. And then Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They bought a car in like 2000 and had a CD player in it. And we thought this was cool. You had the big covers and like these kids share those memes of it. And I'm like, that was life in the 90s. I grew up, I was born literally in 1990. So I was like, I literally grew up with that. And I'm like, you guys, I, I go back far enough to know what an A track is. <laughs> you know, so I was, I was born in 72. So I'm a lot older than you and, and been around a little bit longer. So I remember driving around with my dad and listening to, eight tracks and, and my dad listening to Pink Floyd and me trying to figure out what the heck it was. And eventually it graduated to cassette tapes and CDs, but you know, I mean, heck could try and explain to a kid what a Walkman is. No, like. Here at the coach Steve show podcast, we're very excited for our new sponsor for the show, the Launchpad kickoff tee. Pretty exciting that they wanted to sponsor the podcast and very, um, excited for the opportunity to be sponsored by them um the launchpad kickoff tee is a very unique kickoff tee it's there's nothing like it it is created so that way you can place the football however you want it you want it to stand up higher it can stand up higher if you want it you know to make it down lower to make the football be kicked off and go farther it can do that you want to place it to the side you want it to stand straight up however you want you could put it upside down if that's the thing however you want the launchpad kickoff tee can let you do that so if you're a coach and you have a younger guy or a developing kicker who is not reaching the end zone at all times, this is the perfect kickoff tee for you. The reason is that it gives a coach a strategic options on squibs and onside kicks that were never available before. This kickoff tee is legal for the NCAA use and for all high schools at the National Federation High School Association. 
the launchpad kickoff tee it is a game changer guys having one here is a complete game changer check out the videos that they've posted it's it's amazing stuff to see what the kickers can do once they get this and get the kicking down and use this tee so for now what i need you to do if you're interested in looking at it and going to buy one please go to launchpadkickoffteecom slash css and when you buy the one tee Use the code CSS to get 10% off. But also, there are other options using the same link. If you want to buy two, you can get 25% off. If you think you need more and want to go buy the four-pack option, you can buy three and get one of them for free. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS and use the code CSS and go get this game-changing kickoff tee for all you kickers and you coaches today. Or a boombox on the bus to a game. They don't know what a boombox is. Yeah. Like Backstreet Boys playing on the boombox because that's what was out. And you're they're just like, what? You may not want to say that out loud. Well, now that I'm older, I don't care. When I was first getting into coaching, you kept that to yourself. No, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be telling people that. <laughs> I didn't play it. That's what I'll yeah. tell them. I didn't yeah, play yeah. it. You just held a boombox. Somebody else played it. I was just I was just there. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was just yeah. there. All right. Or um, no, my par- my dad grew up with that stuff, so I heard it. He had his record player playing. Yeah. He still has it. Everything is still there. I don't know if it works, but it's there. You just got to be. You got to hope nobody's smart enough to figure out if you were born in '90, your dad didn't grow up on the Backstreet Boys. Oh no, he probably smacked me upside the head if I if I told him that. Yeah, not sure he knew what a boy pan was. <laughs> no, like he listened to all the old school stuff. That's what I heard. That was on the radio. That was on his record player. Uh, and whatever and so i knew the funniest thing you know the funniest thing with stuff like that is when because there's still you know there's still such a thing as vintage t-shirts and stuff like that like kids will come into your kids will come into my weightlifting class just regular you know pe students that aren't football players and they'll come into my weightlifting class with a you know with a shirt you know whether it be a metallica shirt or an iron maiden shirt and you know so you start a conversation piece with a kid especially early in the year when it, you know when it's new and you're the football coach and you know, they're in your class. They don't know what to expect. And a kid comes in and you're like, hey, you know, you listen to Iron Maiden? They're like, no, I just wear the shirt. I'm like, all right, great. You know, I thought we thought we had something in common that we could talk about. And you tell me you just wear the Iron Maiden shirt because you like the you like the Trooper logo or, you know, or you like the, you know, you like the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner cover. You know, so that's that's always disappointing when you see a kid with a vintage shirt and you find out they don't actually listen to it. Yeah, because you see him sold at Walmarts and Myers and. They come with a Pink Floyd shirt on, and you ask them about that. Well, I just like the right. way the album cover looked. In that right, right. I, I just like the artwork. Oh, so you've never listened to it? You don't know? No, I have no idea. All right. Or mom and dad bought it for them, and they wear it. They're just like, I don't know why they bought They must like it. I, right. Like, I don't know. And no, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. See, this is what this rabbit hole. And yeah. About all that stuff. So, interesting things you find out. Yeah. Um, I guess going back to sports, I'm going to have to do my job. Um, you, I know your YouTube is huge. Do you think, oh, how do I ask this? Were there a lot of people doing the YouTube stuff when you did it? Like when you started it? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've always, I've always kind of, um, growing up and, and just being raised the way I was raised. Um, I've always tried to be a little bit different, um, than everybody else. I didn't want to do what everybody else did. Um, and, and as a coach, 
going back eight, 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, whatever it was, obviously as, as old as I am, I grew up with clinics like everybody else. I grew up going to Glacier Clinics and I, you know, I, I grew up in the off season, started out as a GA after I got done playing in college and I GA for two years. And, you know, as a GA, I started going to clinics and traveling the country to go to different clinics and you'd visit other places, you know, to get information and you'd have to actually sit down with other staffs to get information. And then, you know, as we got into the, you know, into the, into the multimedia, social media world and the YouTube world and, you know, the Twitter world and everything else, the information started becoming so easy um, to find that, that in the off season, when you wanted to go study something at the click of a button, you know, you could go study something. And so I, you know, when I started thinking about it almost eight years ago now, uh, everything that was out there was, was people talking about how college and NFL teams did everything. So I would, I would go out and search for information on a topic and, and I'd go to different blog sites or different, YouTube sites, and it would be somebody talking about how Nick Saban does it, somebody talking about how Belichick does it, somebody talking about how Gary Patterson does it, you know, and, and what I didn't see out there was anybody talking about how they do it, you know, and, and I didn't see anybody talking about how they teach it, how they play it, uh, what are the, the wrinkles or the adjustments you have to make with a high school kid to play the same scheme that, that they're playing, and because I grew up on clinics and because I was going to clinics all the time. And I just thought, you know, what, what would be different and kind of neat is if somebody got up in front of a board, like they do, you know, you know, not to say that clinics are done on whiteboards anymore, you know, they're all done now with, with video and, and PowerPoint presentations and huddle presentations and just play football presentations and all these, you know, great um, uh, software tools that we have now. Um, so not to say that, that it was, per se, like clinics were being done, but I just thought it'd be cool if somebody got up in front of a, of a board and said, Hey, here's how we play quarters. Here's how we play to read. You know, here's how we run power read. Here's how we do tempo. Here's how we, and, and at the same time, I thought it would be interesting to see if I could justify why I did what I did and justify how I taught what I did. You know, if I did a video for 30 minutes and at the end of the video, I go back and watch it and go, man, I, I don't think I could teach anybody how to do this um, you know, it was almost like a, it was almost a self scout in a way. It was almost another way of evaluating myself as a coach and a teacher and my schemes and what I believed in. And, um, you know, but it kind of started down that avenue of, of, of saying, Hey, I don't see a lot of people doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's these other people that are doing these things and I appreciate that fact that they're doing them because I watch them. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I, I didn't watch those things, but, you know, at the time it was just like, Hey, everybody takes a PDF file and puts a playbook online. Everybody takes a, a, a copy of, of America's blitz being run by the Patriots and, and they draw it and they talk about it online. And, you know, at that time, at least one of the things I didn't really see out there was somebody getting up and talking about it themselves. So I just thought that would be different. I thought it would be interesting. And, you know, eight years later, here we are with, you know, with, with the following we have and, built itself into a, you know, into a side business. I just hosted my own clinic last year um, in Jacksonville, Florida for coaches Had 150 coaches from 13 different States and did it at a beachfront, uh, brand new beachfront hotel. And so, you know, I never thought it would get to this, but it has. And, and, you know, here I am every day, you know, doing podcasts like this and doing things to kind of figure out how we can get it to move from here. Yeah. I think, 
you kind of started early too. I think you got in at the right time. I told yeah, you. I, I I think the timing of it was pretty good. Um, when I started it, you know, when I started to do it and when it kind of took off from there and, and, um, you know, it's nice to hear, you know, to get in touch with a lot of people that say, Hey, I started doing YouTube videos cause I was watching yours and Hey, I started doing this because I, you know, I saw you doing some videos. So that's, you know, that's always, that's always flattering and nice to hear. So, you know, um, you know, it was just, it was just one of those things. I wanted to do something. Um, I had kids at the time, young kids, my daughters were probably, three and six or four and seven when I started. And, you know, my oldest daughter at that time was probably watching that, that YouTube family or somebody on YouTube that was doing a YouTube channel. And I was like, Hey, you know, why can't I do that? And so I just started doing it, you know, and I, I never, I never in my wildest dreams could imagine it would, it would, it would have come to what it's come to now. And, and, you know, whether it's you or anybody else that reaches out to want to be on a podcast, like I said, I don't have a resume. You don't, people don't reach out to me because I win state championships or I win. I mean, heck, I think I just won after 20 years, I just won my hundredth game as a coach this season. And, you know, I, I believe at this point in my career, I'm hovering right around 500. So, you know, it, it's not one of those things that I'm going to be a guest or I'm going to be on because of the results I've had, you know, I'm going to be a guest or I'm going to be on because people recognize what I do and, 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 you know, how many people appreciate, what I do or how I do it, whether it's the videos themselves, the material, how I teach it, how I talk about it, whatever it is, people seem to enjoy it. So if other people enjoy it, I get enjoyment out of the fact that other people like it. Yeah. I, I try to find people all over like, yeah, I, I knew who you were just because of YouTube and whatever, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna ask anybody. I've had people with 300 Twitter followers, no offense up to 50,000. I really don't care. But you're right. Like, I would never know who you were if it wasn't for YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get, you know, I I didn't end up getting, you know, I've spoken at a few Glacier clinics and, and some things. And I didn't, I never would have got any of those opportunities if it wasn't for some of the things I was doing on YouTube and social media. Because, you know, the resume itself would have been like, nah, no thanks. And, and uh, you know, but when when you tie the social media and the YouTube part into it, it's now like, all right, wait a minute, this is. This guy, obviously, you know, there's so many coaches out there that are really, really good, that have a lot of great ideas and they're great teachers, but you'll never hear about them because they go five and five. And, you know, if you're around high school football long enough, no matter where you are, you realize that there's haves and have nots. And, and there's going to be a lot of guys that you're never going to hear about because they, they're not at the places that have 15 Division One players and, and they do a lot of great things that give you fits and you hate coaching against them, but nobody's ever going to hear about them because they don't have the results, you know? So there's so many guys like it, like that across the country that, you know, you got to get your break somehow. Right. And then just take advantage of social media, like the podcast, that's how I share it. And I share it all. I share, if I release an episode, I share it like eight times a day. Yeah. Cause I have to go through it. Um, and it's funny you brought up knowing people. I think about like, I talked to coach Joe Salas on here. He talked about how people, one of his jobs, it was because they saw his YouTube, like they knew who he was. Yeah. Um, the guy that runs the Flexbone One on One YouTube, he coaches in the city of Chicago and he's from Michigan. And he said that his wife got a job in Chicago. They had to move. He was he loves the Flexbone. So he was trying to find a school in Chicago that ran and he found one, went up to the guy, and the guy goes, I know who you are. You run the Flexbone One on One YouTube channel. I like what you do. Let's talk. Right. He, he's he it's on my thing or on my podcast, they talk. Then like the next day or two days later, he calls the coach. He goes, so 
in my coaching football role. He goes, oh, yeah, I've already put your paperwork through. You're coaching here. I don't care what you say. Just because he from the YouTube, he knew who he was. It's funny. So uh, that's the only thing about this stream yard. Like Zoom, you can pause it. Yeah. Pick up this one. I don't think you can. Because if you ever look at any of my stuff, who's on a lot of mine, Coach Nathan West, we did one. And then this one's not going to be that long. Ours is like three hours. That's because we grew up together. So like the first hour is just talking about truck stops and what we did in high school. Like, and then like about, well, let me put this way. We talked an hour before recording or so. Right. Then we recording. And then like at the hour and a half, two minute mark, I paused it. And I said, I have to go to the bathroom. Like we'll come back. <laughs> and then with the technology, I figured out how to cut it. So like I can right. go back and literally cut it. Like yesterday I had the D coordinator from Rose Holman Institute. I'm friends with him. And like this lagged out for like 30 seconds. I went back and found where it lagged and just cut it out. Recently, the Coach Steve Show has joined with the Unhinged Sports Network. It's an off-the-ground sports network that has different podcasts and is playing 24-7. So it's a podcast radio type website. So every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the Coach Steve Show will have a new episode out. And they have partnered with Fanatics.com. So what I need you guys to do is in the episode descriptions and on social media is click on the Fanatics link and go get yourself some fan gear. Any team that you want, they have the gear for. Shirts, polos, hats, pullovers that have zips, stocking stuffers, anything like that, anything. Any team you want, they have. So please to support the podcast and support the Unhinged Sports Network. Please click on the please click on the link in the description. Please click on the link in the social media and go buy stuff. They have anywhere, anywhere. I've seen anywhere between 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% off all, all their apparel. So with sports coming back, please go get some apparel to support your team. So again, click on the link, go get yourself some gear, and thank you for all the support. No, I hate doing it. I can do it. It's not a problem. But just one more thing I think about, like, oh, I got to cut it. All right. But I figure how eat like, but see, I'm stupid. I use the free version cut stuff. So that right. stuff is cheap. It's hard to figure out. And you're smarter than me. I don't use any of it. I don't know how to use any of it. When I do, when I do the podcast stuff with my buddy, the kid that played for me, he does it all. He edits it all. I, I, I had a hard enough time during a pandemic having Zoom meetings with people and figuring that out. Oh, thank, thank goodness for Zoom for football in the summer because going back to school, people were freaking out about how to use Zoom, and I was like, thank God because. If we didn't use it in the summer, I would no idea what we're doing. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad it happened, and and I'm glad, you know, some of the things that happened happened the way they did because I had no idea how to use it either, and and it was just, you know, you end up finding out that it's a business tool that a lot of people are using, and I had no clue what it was. Yeah, I, it's been around for a while. Zoom's yeah, for, I didn't know anything about it. I knew Skype and I knew FaceTime and I, and all that. I didn't know what that was. No, I had no, I had no idea. Like. I remember when the pandemic was starting and people had the Zoom clinics, I was watching Coach Mackey's videos because I had nothing to do. I was watching YouTube stuff, like some of your stuff, some of his stuff. And he talked about it. He's like, I'm so glad. He goes, it took people forever to hop on the Zoom thing. Like he already knew about it. And I'm like, how did you well, know? Did, you know, did, figuring out and then having people say, hey, you know, you can share your screen, right? Oh, really? You know, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Hey, you know, you can switch to the viewer panel of how you do it. Oh, really? Explain to me how to do that because I didn't know how to do any of it. I, I felt so bad. Yeah, the, the the head football coach knew all that. So the first time I was on it, because I got hired at a new school back in June like an idiot, but that's fine. Because who knew this was going to go on this long? 
Right. And thank goodness they were using it and he already knew. But there were some things we didn't know. So like as a coaching staff, we were messing with it. And then when the kids come on, we tried to act like we knew what we were doing. And if something went wrong, we had to yeah. stop and be like, oh, we're done. We don't know. Like, yeah. You don't want to look dumb. Uh, that's the only thing about the stream yard is you can't pause it. That's the only bad thing. Yeah, but as long as you can cut it, it's okay. Yeah, since I have the thing that I don't need to say because I don't want to get in trouble, is I can cut it. Yeah. And I and it's just trial and error. Like, I make copies. I, I did it yesterday. That's I figured how to cut it yesterday. I made a copy of the video, and then you take the copy and play with it so you don't lose right. it. So it's just trial and error. But then I'm impatient. And I'm like, if I can't figure it out, I'm like, I'll never cut it. All right. You know? And I think that's why people like your stuff because it's like raw and uncut, like it's true. Like it's, yeah, and you know, like I said, there's definitely a market of people that love that, and then there's a market of other people that say, "Man, I wish this was more professional." It's you know, mine's in my it's in a it's in the coach's office in in the middle of the field house. That's now I've been at since I've been doing these, I've been at three you know three schools, so it's different backdrops for each one because I'm in a different office or a different setting. But you know, it's like, hey, how do you do this? This is how I press record, I walk out in front. I start the video with the intro that I got got used to doing, and now it just kind of flows from there. But you know, like we said earlier, there there's there's an audience of people that like that. There's an audience that doesn't, and and you know, if it's for you, great. If it's not, then you just move on to something else. Right, and then, uh, but what's great is like they can watch your stuff. It's raw and uncut, and if they don't want to watch it that day, well, I'm gonna go watch so and so because they have this thing. Yeah, so I think that's what's great about YouTube is that there's so many different things like. Coach Mac, I keep going back to Coach Mackey because you two, I tried to do what you're doing back in like 2016. I w- <laughs> it was like during track and we shared the locker room, like our big field house where I, w- where I was at. When football is not going on, it's track. Like track, we go use it. Well, no, nobody's in there. There's this big whiteboard. And I was like, well, I'm going to do what they're doing. And I did a couple. I didn't like it. People gave me a lot of shit. And I was like, I'm done. Don't need to do it no more. And I tried it and it was it was whatever. But like going back to what you guys were doing, yours was exactly how that was. I put up a camera, I walked up to the whiteboard, and I drew because I was the OC and I was trying to draw up what we were doing. And then people gave me shit, and I was like, I'm done. But I was watching your guys' stuff and Coach Mackey's stuff. Coach Mackey was the same way; his was raw and just went. And then now he's got the Twitch stuff, and he's all fancy. And so it's yeah, like, and and those guys like like I said, you know, those guys have evolved to to doing so many other things, and they've they've kind of. You know, they branched out and, and now they've got their so you know, I I can remember I can remember originally talking to Coach Mackey about stuff and having him saying, Man, how'd you get so many followers? How'd you get so many followers? And you know, and now his stuff is is bigger than mine for what he does. He started doing the Madden stuff and then he started doing the showcast stuff and all those other things. And you know, the people that are technologi- technologically savvy with stuff like that and that's something they want to do, you know, um, more power to them. And for me, it was never something that's never, I wanted to get up on a board and talk about schemes. I wanted to talk about practice plans. I wanted to talk about philosophy. I wanted to talk about theories. I wanted to talk about all these different things. And that's just what I wanted to do. That's always what I wanted to do. So I kept it that way. And, you know, but some of these guys, between the interviews and some of the other things that they've done, they've been able to grow. And, and you know, the greatest thing about that, I think, for those guys, I, the only thing that I don't recommend to anybody is talking about, um, and I know you brought up Coach Salas, and he does a great job, but uh, I think personally for me, philosophically, when you do something that is wing tee, flex bone, air raid, 
much like you said with the sideline podcast, I, I think you pigeonhole yourself into a demographic. And it's hard to break out from that demographic. So I think where Coach Mackey was was smart, you know, if you really go back and study the history of his stuff, it started as an air raid thing. Mm-hmm. It started as an air raid channel and it started as an offensive channel. And then he branched out and started doing some other things. And then he started getting some guests and some things on there. And, you know, because you realize after a while that you don't want to target audience of only this many people. You want to target audience of as many people as you can find. So I think for me, the other thing that kind of kept me um, afloat for so long was, you know, I was telling you things that we do and things that I believe in, but I was never selling a system. I was never selling a way to say this is how you have to do that. It was almost quite the opposite. I was always talking, you know, I was always talking to people about how I found ways to morph ideas into what I do. And some people like it, some people don't, you know, I would, I, just like you did, I would catch crap in comments about from people that said, you can't do that. There's no way that's, you know, for me, one of the biggest ones was when I talked about how we ran our version of the duo play. And, you know, I, I talked about how we ran it as a gap scheme without a puller and how I replaced zone read with it and how I started throwing all my RPOs off it. And, you know, I, I got a lot of comments that said, that's not duo. That's not what it is. That's not what it, And I just responded back to those people. And I said, all right, well, explain to me what it is. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's it's power without a puller. It's a gap scheme with no puller. That's what it is. Whether I choose to read it, you know, whether the NFL guys choose to use it from condensed formations and not block a corner and get the ball to bounce, however you want to look at it, the rules of the play are it's power without a puller. And, you know, the thing, as much crap as I caught about different things, there were also some other things where, you know, people appreciated the fact that you could, when we started playing 3-3 stack with split field coverages, oh, that's not what it is. It's supposed to be a one-high defense. It's supposed to be movements and blitzes and pressures. Well, you know, I never believed in anything in football having to be one system. I believe that it was a lot of great ideas that, it, you know, throughout the course of time evolved and morphed into things. And, you know, I would always talk about like Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Okay, well, he was an air raid guy, and now they run the ball down your damn throat with RPOs and all this other stuff. He broke – the original air raid tree. He's still an air raid guy, but now he is what he is. So I think that's the good thing coach Mackey and some other guys have done. If they, they, they've kind of understood that if you give yourself a demographic and something to sell to, you kind of get that cult following, but do you ever get more than that? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that to me from a business standpoint was always a way of how do I get more? Right. Like with your stuff, you're going to talk about offense, but also talk about defense. So it kind of opens it up to like, well, this is, I'm the head coach, so knowing defense like this is what we do. Special right. teams this is what we do. Oh, you guys run this play this way. This is what I do. So, like, for me, you're right, because when I'm offense, I'm an offensive guy. So I'm like, where am I going to go to? One of the first people to think of is Coach Mackey now. Like, how do I pass the ball? That's what I'm going to look at. Your channel, they're like, there's defense, there's offense. Kind of gives a little bit of everything. Um, but it's funny you brought up do. I'm laughing because um, – our the school I was at a few years ago, we went ten and one. Our biggest play was inside zone, but we don't run inside. We didn't run inside zone where everybody steps one way and goes up. We double teamed, so it looks like duo. You're just not blocking the end, right? That was our inside zone. So it was funny. Uh, Coach Banster, that's on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah. I'm on a podcast with them all the time. They were giving me so much stuff. They were like, "No, that's duo. What are you talking about? That's duo. That's duo." And so one day on Twitter. 
I drew it up on Huddle real quick, and I took a screenshot, and I put it up there, and I said, guys, I just want to know, like, to you guys, is this your duo? Is this your inside zone? This is my inside zone. I should have never done that. The responses I got were outrageous. One person said I didn't draw the running back right, so the angle of the running back was telling them this. And I'm like, Jesus, I was just wanting to know, like, what you guys called this. Because, like, for me, like, if you would have posted that, like, this is duo to me. I'm the type of person I would message you and say, um, okay, like, what's your read here? Or, like, how'd you come up with this? I would never say that's wrong. I would say, how'd you come up with that? But that's what, you know, that, that as good as social media is, that's also the, the you know, the, the fault about it sometimes is, is you know, it, it everybody's looking for five minutes of fame and, and, you know, they get it sometime being argumentative and, and saying, well, that's not that, it's this and that's not that. Well, you know, in a way, your response probably should have been, well, you know what? I'm glad you said that. We went 10 and 1. So whatever you want to call it, it is what it is. It's my best play. So right. call it, you know, call it what you want. Call it, you know, well, the running back's track is duo. Uh, well, are you reading a down lineman or a linebacker? That's zone, that's duo. Are you – yeah, you can get into all those arguments, and there's a time and a place for all that if you if you want to get into that. But at the end of the day, you went 10 and 1. It's your best football play. I call it my bread and butter. You call it what you want. You know, and that's what – for me on my channel, that's the thing I always try to talk to people about all the time. I don't care what you call it. I don't care. You know, I know one of the things that makes football so tough is there is no, um, there is no glossary of terms. Somebody's three technique is somebody else's two technique or two eye or one or shade or, and, and that's what makes football so confusing sometimes, but that's what also makes it so great sometimes is the fact that, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat and I would never get up on a video and say, Hey, Here's what we do, and here's why you need to do it. That's that's not what it's all about. What you know? Here's what we do. Here's what I like. Here's what we've had success with, and here's why I like it. And if you like it, fine. If you don't, don't do it or don't use it. But that's what to me what what makes football so great is you can, you know, and when when you look at the offenses and the defenses that are out there now, I think that's what the game has become. You know, and whether people like to admit it or not, it, it's. The game has become a hodgepodge of ideas that, that get thrown together into whatever you want to call a system. And there's so many people that are just so dead set on system, 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 system. And I just don't, you know, to me, when I watch the best teams play, that's, you know, that's not what it is anymore. Can you, you know, can you label what Alabama is right now? You know, is Alabama still pro style? Is Alabama spread RPO power run? Like, can you label that anymore? Can you label what? you know, maybe Clemson or somebody is on defense. I, I don't think it's a system. I think the system is they win mm -hmm. and they do things that stress the other team. And I think that's what makes Saban so different than everybody else is he goes out and finds the things that drives him nuts and he finds out a way to put it into his program. You know, he's, he's smart that way. Same way with Belichick and some of the greatest coaches around. They go out instead of hiding from it, they go out and say, hey, look, we're known for defense. This drives us absolutely nuts. We can't defend it. How do we use it? You know, that's what football to me should be. Right. And I had this conversation with somebody else. And I was like, you know how we say spread? Define the term spread to me. I still don't think there's an answer. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what happens when I bring a hand down tight end? Am I still spread? When I bring a tight end and an H back on the same side, is that considered spread? They're like, well, you're in the gun, yeah. right? That's spread. And I said, well, okay, well then. Hey guys, are you looking for something to help you get through your daily life? Are you looking for something to help you get through that extra push in the gym? 
Are you looking for something to just kind of help make your life a little bit easier? Are you somebody that maybe does want to go to the gym or, you know, needs extra push during the day and don't know where to go or where to look? Well, then you need to click the link in the description and go to Redcon One. Redcon One is the fastest growing supplement company in the business. Last year, they were voted best supplements at the Vitamin Shop and with many other awards. And they're not just for bodybuilders and powerlifters. They are made for everybody. They have everything. You are a person that, you know, needs pre-workout with caffeine, they have it. You need pre-workout that doesn't have caffeine to get that extra pump, they have it. They have little shots of energy stuff. They have meal bar replacements. They have the MRE uh, powder that you can make smoothies with. They have your whey proteins. They have fat burners that you can take in the morning. They have pills. They have everything that you can need. Great workout apparel. They have workouts on there. Everything you need. It's to have you be at the highest state of readiness. It's not just for the gym goers. It's for everybody looking to dominate in life. So please, what I need you to do is click on the link in the description. And when you use the code T20, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-K-U at checkout, you will get a 20% off. Now, they always have deals going on. So you click on the link and you see a 40% off or a buy one, get one free with a different code. That's still fine. If you still use the link to go to Redcon 1, all you have to do is put my name in the referral box, S-T-E-P-H-E-N space K-U-C-H-E-F-S-K-I at checkout to help support the show. So let's go get the high state of readiness and let's get ready to conquer this day. You know, these wing T teams, if they line up and shotgun one play, are they no longer under center or are they, is that spread? Like, well, no, they're shotgun wing T. Okay. Well, you know, it, 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 the strange thing about it is, do you really need a label? Do you need to call it anything? I mean, it is what it is. It's a matter of scoring points and getting first downs and winning games. Do you, you know, I don't know if you need a label. I don't know if you need something to hang your hat on to call it, but I think where that all, a lot of that stuff took off too, was from a sales and a marketing pitch. You know, it was, I'm a wing T guy. I'm a flex bone guy. That's marketable. That's something that people understand. You know, if you go in and sit down and say, hey, I have option principles in my offense with air raid principles in the passing game and we read people, but, you know, we run some triple option. And, you know, like right now, I'm waiting for somebody to come out and tell me what is Coastal Carolina? You know, what is what is Coastal Carolina? Is that power spread? Is that option spread? Is that spread option? Is that what is it? You know, what it you know, it to me, it's good football. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you call it. It's just it's it's ways of of stressing defenses and conflicting players and, and making guys play discipline, you know, responsibility football and sound football and taking advantage of grass, you know, numbers and angles. And, but can you label, like, is that going to be the new thing now? We got to find a label for, you know, coastal Carolina is the, you know, the, you know, like people said, the show gun or the greatest show on turf or the, do we need, you don't need to label it. It's good football. Right. I kind of like, i like the labels to an extent of conversation, but like, Run game coordinator this year. People have asked me, what are you guys going to do? I say, we're a spread power run team. But then I, after that, I go, we're going to run power. We're going to run gap schemes. We're going to run RPOs. And I start to explain it that way. Right. Because I think you almost have to give it a label and then you can explain it. If I just came out and said, we're going to do gap schemes and this and that, the next question is going to be, well, are you wing T? Are you under center? Are you pistol? So I almost feel like I have to say, we're a yeah, spread I power mean- run. Probably the best way to describe that is, hey, we're a gap scheme football team that uses spread formations. And, and you know, right. that's how I get the boxes I want. That's how I try and include the quarterback as, as a runner to, to add an extra gap and, and, and make fits a little bit tougher. And But, you know, if you're 
run game, what do you want to ask me? I'm a gap scheme. That, that's what we are. That's, you know, we're, we're, we're a gap scheme team. And, and then passing game, if somebody asks and you say, well, we use a lot of air raid principles. And, that, and that's another thing you could argue with people about. What is, what's West Coast? What's run and shoot? What's air raid? You know, is it routes? Is it drops? Is it um, the manner in which you teach the quarterback? Uh, or is it simply the philosophy of how you practice it and do it every day? Right. And you want your own spin on things. You don't want to pull out the TCU defensive playbook that we all have and start calling it blue and mix and this and that. You need your own spin on it instead of saying that because it's just easy to say we're TCU defense. That's the easy answer. But but the better thing about that, to be honest with you, is anytime you borrow something, and that's what we're all doing. Let's be honest. We're all borrowing ideas anyways. None of us are really recreating anything right now that I know of. Um, but when you borrow something, you need to put your own spin on it. You know, you need to be, it doesn't, all right, you're playing blue coverage, but I, you know, everything we do on the back end is probably as close. If it's close to anything, it's probably close to TCU. I don't use one version of terminology that they use. I don't use blue. I don't use solo. I don't use 25. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't use any of that terminology, but I play how they play almost verbatim. We're check with me, you know, coverages We're we're coverage by, formation on each side of the football everything we do is kind of the way gary patterson developed it per se at tcu we just don't use their terminology because i had to put my own spin because i have to teach my kids right you can use all that stuff but like you're not gonna call it blue you're gonna call it what your kids are gonna remember what they're gonna register it with or what you're gonna remember right yeah like i know some coaches they use their offensive terminology and their defensive terminology is the same so that way the kids aren't like the wording's the same so they don't have to remember they just know I'm on defense, so peanut butter and jelly, when we call that, is this. Now, on offense, when you call peanut butter and jelly, it's power or something. I don't know. Oh, and but, it's, it's, you know, just kind of arguing it's less things for kids to remember. You know, obviously a word means two different things, but you're on offense. You know you're on offense. You're on defense. You know you're on defense. They don't have to remember 100 words. They remember 50. Well, at least I hope they know they're on offense or defense. They haven't forgotten what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> Coach, I know you got to get off here, so – if you watch any Marvel movies, which one was your favorite and which one, how do I want to ask this? Which one did you like the most and which one was underrated? Like, I think Ant-Man's were underrated. I love the Ant-Man movies because I love Paul Rudd. Uh, this is the one rabbit hole we probably didn't want to go down. I am not uh, I am not a movie guy. I am uh, not a comic guy. Um, I, I don't even know if I could tell you um, I don't know if I'd be able to tell you the difference between Marvel and DC, and that's probably a blasphemous comment to some people. Um, I'll have to is, the, right is the Avengers Marvel? Yes. All yep. right. So I would say I don't know which. I'm trying to think of which one. Um, what's the one? Uh, the one where uh, they try to pick up Thor's hammer, but then the guy Vision comes in and picks it up. Oh, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Not Endgame. What is that one? Age of Ultron. Yeah, so that one is probably one of the ones. Not Endgame, not not probably the most popular ones, but I remember that one the best because of that scene where everybody's trying to pick up Thor's hammer and they're not worthy, and then the guy Vision comes in and lifts it with one hand, and they're all freaked out because of how or why he can lift it. And, you know, that that to me kind of sticks out. So I would have to say probably that movie – Probably of all those, I guess Thor would be my favorite character. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I love all of them. I rewatch them all the time. I'm a nerd. 
I don't know the comic books. I just know the movies. So what is like uh, the 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 big thing now with Justice League coming out? Is I'm that not, Justice the, League a DC thing? That's not a Marvel thing, right? Yeah, I'm not caught up. The only DC thing I ever watched was the uh, like the Dark Knight and uh, Dark Knight Rises, those Batman movies. Right. But I'm way behind on the DC thing because the Marvel movies were so good that DC just can't keep up. So, right. so like The Rock, they hired DC brought in The Rock. He's filming right now, I think. Uh, Black Adam, right? Is in DC. So The Rock's coming in to try to save the DC and like catapult them up to Marvel. But Marvel is so huge; they're on Disney Plus. They just had this Disney thing the other day. They have all these projects. See, but that- a lot of a lot of people that I talk to that are big Marvel people, they they don't like that Disney got involved. They think it ruined. They think it kind of ruined the movies. Well, because now, because now that it's on Disney Plus, so Disney Plus was made, you know, the streaming, and they put all the Marvel movies on there, which we all like because it's all in one place. But what started to happen was they're starting to make TV shows on Disney Plus that's going to incorporate what happens to the movies. Right. So, like one of them that's about to come out is called WandaVision, and it incorporates with Doctor Strange Two, which is starting to be filmed. And then you're going to have them go into other movies. So now you almost have to buy Disney Plus in order to see what's going to happen in the theaters. And that's where people are getting mad. Like, so you're telling me I have to pay 70 bucks a year or whatever much a month to watch the show, or I'm not going to know what happens in the theater. Um, that's, that's, that's why they're smart. Oh yeah. And that's, I kind of got upset that they did it. And then COVID happened. So guess what I did? I bought Disney plus. And now I'm like, I can't get rid of it now, but like, that's what's going to happen. I mean, the office is leaving Netflix and going to uh, Peacock, the NBC streaming. You got to pay for that. And it's money making and they don't understand that. And then now they look almost even smarter because movie theaters may not be a thing anymore after a while. Right. It may all just be Disney plus after that. Cause Disney already did that. They came out with like two movies, like animated movies and they put them on Disney plus first, but then to, to piss people off, you pay 30 bucks to watch this after already buying Disney plus. Right. But, but what are you going to do? You, you you bought Disney Plus. If you want to watch something, you got to pay for it. Right, and that's that's kind of where it's going. And then and then now they're under. Pr- I'm going. I'll get off here in a second. But they're going, they're under pressure now because my friend on the podcast I just did. He's like, yeah, uh, DC just came out and said that they're with HBO Max. Like they're on that. They're going to stream all their new movies on HBO Max and in the theaters, so people have options. Like if you want to go to the theater, it's there. If you right. want to sit at home, it's on HBO Max. And so now Marvel and Disney are going to be under a lot of pressure because they're trying to catapult DC and HBO up. So now Disney's like, do we put it out on Disney Plus? Because there's they already there's a movie already filmed. It was supposed to come out right before COVID or like right about COVID, uh, Black Widow. And it hasn't been out since. It's been over a, it's been a year. Because they're just waiting to see if we can go back to the theaters. They won't do it. They will not put on Disney Plus because I think they lose money. I think I'm going to go ahead and stick to wrestling. Yeah, you just you should do that. I'm just I like wrestling too, but like I'm kind of all over the place. I'm all over. I, I'm going to stick to wrestling. I think it's a little bit easier for me to understand than all that stuff. Yeah, I, I like wrestling too, but like COVID times made the movie thing just spike. Like I had. Yeah, to you got to find something to occupy your time. Well, Coach, I appreciate taking all. I took a lot of your time, but I appreciate you coming on this lonely podcast. Well, hopefully when it gets out there, however you decide to put it out there or whatever, hopefully there'll be enough people that want to listen that uh, hear two guys ramble about things that they probably never thought they were going to ramble about and 
you know, hopefully people understand there's more to, to Coach Mack or Coach Steve than just X's and O's. And if you like it, great. If you don't, I apologize to you. <laughs> it might be the one that catapults it off. We never know. It might be the one that just shoots it. We won't it. know. We won't know until I – I appreciate, uh, appreciate the opportunity, and anytime you want me back on, just let me know. All right, thank you. Everyone out there, stay safe so Illinois can have football. <laughs> you guys later. Do your part, people. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.